Hello and welcome to Sacred Lotus Wisdom with Bridget and Addie. Yes, so we got an interesting one that we're talking about today. We're going to be discussing religion versus spirituality. Um, just a warning, I guess. Um, it can, some people can kind of get kind of, I want to say butthurt about it a little bit. Triggered. You know, triggered. Yes, triggered. Maybe that is a better term. Um, but I think really thing is, is listening with a very open mind. Um, I think it's going to be very informative. Uh, we're going to look at a lot of historical information and see what that, uh, how that kind of plays into how things go today. Yes. So again, do, do um, listen with an open mind and we are open as well to any of your comments and input. So um, please let us know. Definitely. So let's go back in time. Ooh. We're going to put our little go back in time hats on. I don't know. Um, so we're going to go really far back in time and we're going to talk about religion. You know, where did religion come from? What is this whole thing about religion? So imagine that you're back in the old days. I want to say cavemen because, you know, that's a little different species than us. Uh, although we sort of mixed in with them a little bit. So just a little some bit. of you guys out there have some caveman DNA just to let you know. So you know, we go back and, and they're looking at sun is rising, you know, fire happens, there's lightning, there's all these things, these mysterious things that happen in the world around them. And they want to explain it. They, they don't understand why. So they want to know why. And they didn't exactly have the scientific method or, or some of those other tools to their, uh, at their disposal. So um, there we started become, coming up with gods and spirits and all these other things. Um, and it's really interesting because, for example, in um, the Christian mythology, you know, and it's kind of rough to call it mythology, but I do, um, because we all have, you know, different cultures have different mythology and mythos. Um, and so you go back and you see where it says God was, God created people in his image. And I find it's what was more likely to happen, if you look at all these other cultures, it was more likely the other way around, where it was a lot easier. And why? Why would, why would we want to do that what right. do you think you know you know so what do you think Bridget why would we want God to look like us because we can relate more yeah exactly yeah, yeah exactly so it was really relatable you know if God was this this monstrous thing which yeah there were some cultures that had yeah. similar things like that if he um, looked like what we say aliens yes like, yeah or it, even if he was not gender Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Like a lot of, for example, a lot of Native American groups, they have the, the creator and they never explain creator as a person. It did not have any kind of physical form. So it's, it's really interesting how, you know, there are some cultures that did, they had this very, um, for like the Romans and the Greeks, you know, and uh, they had this really kind of this idea, like it's this person, there are these people, um, they were just immortal and really, really powerful. So, you know, it's really interesting how different cultures kind of saw it differently. Um, so that's really a religion was just our way of explaining the world. And, you know, when you see the sun go down, well, we need the sun, you know, think about if you think about far enough back, what happens at night, you know, if you don't have any kind of light, well, there's all sorts of creatures that hunt at night, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, that would be terrifying if you think about that. So what's going to be really important? is what the protection that protection from the, yeah. that the light gives right yeah. so what is like the most thing that you need with that the most important thing you need is light so they you know you do see these cultures like aztecs for example where they're sacrificing so many people 
to make sure the sun comes up again. Because, I mean, could you imagine how terrifying the idea of the sun not coming up is? Yeah. I mean, you have, you don't have that protection. You don't have uh, growth. Crops. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that, that's like a really terrifying idea that they had. So many cultures, not just Aztecs, would actually do like sacrifices and things like that. Um, so it really was, it was a way first to understand what was going on around them. And then it was a way to kind of, I guess, work it their way. So they were protected, you know. Would you say that um, control came into it? The, uh, the need of at least trying to control? I, I don't know if it was really control as much as they understood they didn't have control, but they wanted to appease mm. so that they could, they wouldn't get like killed. <laughs> I think that was the big thing um, because they understood. And, and this is kind of one of the things we're going to talk about really soon is this the matriarchal, matriarchal versus patriarchal like based religions. Um, so what was kind of interesting with the matriarchal, a lot of the societies, they had plenty, they were in areas where there was plenty to eat. They didn't have to fight over things. Uh, in most cases, the people in those communities were taken care of. Um, even the elderly, if they couldn't necessarily work, they were still taken care of. Um, and then you have these more patriarchal ones and I guess I, before I go into that the really neat thing about the matriarchal and I'm not saying one's better than the other okay but um they didn't have that need for control it's like they understood that everything worked in cycles and they were really mm. really connected to those cycles because they had plenty and so they could see those the earth taking and they can see the earth giving just as as a mother does you know uh, she is able to create so there wasn't that real need for control because that feminine aspect, that feminine aspect, the, the aspect of creating was which was most important and which was most valued. Um, yeah, the, just, just as, as, as we're talking here, um, the concept of trust comes up in, in the matriarchal. Yes. Um, in the other, the, the pre, before the matriarchal, that there wasn't really a lot of trust this, that the sun would come up. Yes. So, yes. so I'm wondering if, if we actually went into matriarchal and then in the patriarchal, we kind of slid back into that non-trust. So let's see where the conversation goes. Okay. So the big thing about a lot of, and, and this is not, I'm going to put this like a disclaimer. Okay. This is not a hundred percent. Okay. This is just kind of, um, kind of more likely to happen more of the matriarchies were in and, and more matriarchal goddesses and such that um, was more in those areas where they had plenty. Um, whereas uh, most of those patriarchal societies that were developed that were created with those uh, masculine gods, a lot of those were created in the desert regions, the arid regions, places that were either really cold, really hot. They didn't have a lot of stuff and um, the resources were really scarce. And so they pretty much had to fight for everything. And when you had to fight for everything, what do you value more? You value the, the strength of the people yeah. and the tools that you have. Right. So you're going to be valuing weapons. You're going to value tools, especially weapons. So you can hunt because a lot of those were very hunt, you know, they hunted a lot. Um, and which one was going to be stronger, a woman or a man, in most cases? Let's just talk, we're not yeah. talking about, you know, gender biases, yeah. but just basic physicality, you know, based on our, our structure. So which one is going to be more 
useful. The, the male. The male would be more useful. And so again, you know, creating gods and goddesses in our image. Well, the main beings, deities were male. They were male gods. So um, they were looking at the ones that were more warrior-like. They were looking at the ones, their power. Um, and this is where we really do, you see this, this need to dominate. And in their way, it was, it's how they survived. Um, yeah. If there was limited resources and it was you or this other group of people, you're going to have to get rid of those other group of people. So there was this really strong feeling of dominance. So, and another thing we talked about, I was talking with Bridget a while back is there was also this lack, this, this kind of thing that pervaded that whole system was this, this feeling of lack because there was lack, you know, you never knew if you're going to get your next meal. There's a limited amount, especially in, in hot, extremely yes. hot, extremely cold. Yes. The, the wildlife, the, the food resources are not really. Yeah, exactly. Unlimited. So, you know, what was the protectors, the warriors, the guardians, the hunters, those were those, those strong males. And so that's what they worshiped. And then because of the lack, there was this, you know, a literal lack back then that kind of got very pervasive in the religions that were from those areas. So that's where we have, for example, um, well, I'm going to really hit it hard here, but that's the Judeo-Christian beliefs and that those religions came from that area. And if you look in like the old Testament, there's a ton of them just destroying. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're destroying other groups and you know, they're always looking for the land of milk and honey, you know? Yeah. And you think about it. I mean, if you're in this arid or, or pretty, you know, not, even if it's not like a desert desert, you know, you're still not getting a ton of rainfall. There's not going to be a ton of resources. You know, that's, that's like amazing. This, oh yes, this land of milk and honey. Well, you'll have everything you need, you know? Um, and sadly, maybe, maybe, I think a lot of it is sad because we end up losing a lot of information and such. Um, some of those lands of milk and honey was some of those more matriarchal societies. And of course they were demonized. So um, those gods and goddesses in those cultures were considered like evil and everything, even though, no, they were just living their lives, but they were in the way, you know, they had the resources that these other people wanted. And so, well, how am I, you know, how do I fight these people? Well, if I demonize them, if I make them look bad, then I don't feel so bad about going in there and murdering everybody. And that's pretty much what they did. Yes. Yes. That's, that's unfortunate. Yes. So it is. I mean, it's really sad because in, in it's interesting how like that's not brought up in a lot in church. They don't really discuss those things that happened. Um, the fact that that God is so different from um, the God that most Christians kind of think of. Uh, he asked for human sacrifices, for example. Um, a lot of people don't even realize that the God, you know, the, the Bible actually has human sacrifices in it. Um, it talks about, um, Say, killing everybody but what are called the women children so that would be girls so that you could make them your wife because you knew they were virgins so that's something we we can get into too yeah i just slipped right over that right yeah. right right so um it was really important also in these societies and you see this with it's awful but this is animals a lot of animal societies um that the males don't want to raise anything unless it's their own so that they are letting their own genetics move forward. So that's what was really important for them that um, 
women were virgins when they married them so they couldn't have another child person's child so they're not raising someone else's kid and those resources those limited resources aren't being wasted on somebody else's child and that's why like some there's such extreme punishments for women who are raped um, and why it was so bad to like divorce was bad and all these other things were bad where there's any kind of chance of a woman getting pregnant by another guy and they thought they didn't have this understanding about how all that works anyway they used to think that um a sperm would last in a woman for like infinity essentially <laughs> like it would just you know um and there's a story in there and i and forgive me if i can't remember the names and earth but this guy um his brother died and he ended up taking his the wife um and they said essentially that first child that you have with this wife is your brother's you know so us understanding oh well you know he's upset because that's actually his whatever um but back in then they probably literally may have thought that was the brothers because yeah. <laughs> they didn't understand how that worked so um, I'm, I'm kind of like going off off on a tangent here um but that's where a lot of the, that's control um that's another sign of that that kind of need of control um and where that comes from uh, if you can control your surroundings if you can control um what you're the woman the person is who's creating these children you know if you can control all this then you're making sure that only yours is going forward only your own children are going forward um it, it is to me it, it's it's kind of animalistic if you think of it because that's what animals yeah. do yeah um you see it all the time in these nature videos where uh one male will kill the offspring of another male and then he will impregnate the female because he wants to make sure that she's carrying his make sure his is going forward um so that's you know and, and that carries forward even some of our our thought patterns today um, where we look down on single mothers, for example, um, or we look down on um, men remarrying or a man may not want to take care of uh, his wife's or whatever yeah. girlfriend's kids because they're from another relationship. Um, so we still have some of that baggage from that. Um, but I just want to go back and, and kind of really highlight why these things happen because because it will kind of fit into what we're going to talk about yes next. yes so so the fact that there are limited resources mm -hmm. there is a true lack of yes and this is why th this is their survival mechanism yes this is how they survive this is how they make sure their family is what goes on and moves forward you know that their genetics are what goes forward that they essentially that's their their immortality so to speak um so it was very real i mean it's not like oh well i have all these resources i can take care of this other kid as well um sadly that's that's not going to happen um and there are some other societies where it was they would like leave children out to die if for example like they didn't think they were strong enough um and you see like i believe the spartans did that uh, i think the vikings may have done that which is like more cold areas um but it is it's that you survive the survival of the fittest kind of thinking yeah whereas where that comes from because that was what was necessary and i think that's really important to remember is they they needed to that was the only way to survive in those areas um whereas opposed to some of these other ones that were in these really nice uh, temperate zones they had all these yeah. food and they could easily find animals that they could hunt or you know they could grow their own crops you know essentially if they had to because like some of it was just so rich um 
they didn't need to worry about those things. It was just, yeah. that's just how it is, you know? So um, really our environment shapes our culture. It shapes our religion in this case. Um, so I think that that's something it was really interesting Yeah. to look at it from that perspective. Yeah. And maybe, maybe demonize it a little less, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's always, um, you know, and, and we're, I think we're moving in into this sort of needs based mm -hmm. um, of if you spend your day hunting for food, mm -hmm. you really don't have a moment to think about, you, you know, how beautiful the sunset is, or even how, you know, how you might want to give some resources to your neighbor. Mm -hmm. you, you just, it, it doesn't come up. And that, that kind of goes to the, that hierarchy of needs. Yeah. That, you know, we talk about in psychology, if you ever did like the basic psychology, um, they talk about, you know, you need those basic needs to survival. Those are going to be the top priority, you know, make sure you're, you're not starving, make sure you're not freezing, make sure, you know, those, those basic things that we need are always going to take priority over something like spiritual exploration. You know, so what became important was that survival and that mindset of survival and that mindset of not having what you need and struggling for everything you need. That is what came and, and pretty much took over the minds of those the people back then. And the thing about that is when that is so deeply ingrained in the religious and beliefs, that's going to come forward generation after generation. So generation after generation um, spread. We got into areas where they had what they needed. There was plenty, you know, you got, they developed better tools. They developed machines. They um, went from not ever, ha you know, constantly having to hunt to um, we had more agrarian, agrarian societies. Um, and so you weren't constantly having to do things just to survive, but it's so interesting, you know, and, and even to present day where, I mean, if you want food, you can go down the road to McDonald's or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's so, it's so easy and accessible, but yet there are people starving still. And we still like, you have a, a lot of people who, who don't care about that. They, they want to look at number one. They're always looking for number one. And if they're not looking for number one, they're only looking to, to take care of their own kids, you know, their own family, they're taking care of their own. And you may have heard that a lot. It's we take care yeah. of our own, we take care of our own. Well, you know, it's such an interesting thing that you don't need to, you know, we don't, we don't need to have that lack kind of mindset. Right. It, it doesn't in, in the United States, mm -hmm. it does not exist. There is not a lack. There really isn't. In, in the United States that there may be some some people who are lacking. Yes. But there is no lack in the United States. I mean, States. this is why we, you know, these restaurants and such, they throw about, I can't even tell you how many yeah. pounds of food, hundreds of pounds of food that they throw away, you know, and yes, there are some groups that are starting to use that, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, and we'll talk to talk about that because I think we're, we're, we'll move into that. Why, why I think that's starting to happen. Um, but we have, we have enough. There's plenty of food to go around. People shouldn't be starving. There's plenty of places for people to live. There's freaking ghost towns all over the place. There's houses that are just left empty. There are places for people to live. 
No one should have to be hungry. No one should be on the streets. You know, all this stuff is available, but they're kept from it. You know, they're, they're kept from it. That's essentially what it is. Yeah, they're kept from it um, in a couple of different ways. In several different ways. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're um, kept from it with their own mindset. Yes. And they're also kept from it with the capitalistic mm-hmm. society, which... Yes, we're, yes. So what's really interesting, I was, I was talking to Bridget about, she's like, well, can you relate, you know, Christianity to capitalism? And I'm, what's really interesting, if you look at, like, Jesus's teachings, no. You know, a lot of his teachings are about taking care of others, love thy neighbor, um, you know, essentially giving to others. He was always, you know, feeding the hungry. He was very... He was very democratic. <laughs> he was very liberal. Jesus was a liberal. Yes, okay. He was. You know, he cared about other people. He gave a crap about other people. Um, whereas you look in the more Old Testament, which is where a lot of these um, people who try to use these excuses, like capitalism and such, it's very capitalistic. You know, they very much is it's that survival of the fittest, and that is where capitalism comes from. It's very much a survival of the fittest kind of kind of situation, but we don't need it. You know, we don't really need to be that way. You know, people, we have everything we need and people can get taken care of. Um, like for example, you have, I was, I was talking to my husband a while back about, um, how they, they'll do these really big projects and have a bunch of houses built during like these bubbles. Mm -hmm. And then when the bubble bursts, well, that value goes way the hell down. And instead of doing something with it, they abandon it. And so there's all these houses they're just completely abandoned and imagine what somebody could go in there buy these up and that could be good places for people to you know get back on their feet or you know low housing that you know people who can't afford more expensive housing they can get into you know whatever it is or you know some of these ghost towns that that come out you know somebody if they wanted to put it you know put in the money which people do have so there's people out there who have yes. this who could do this you know why not make, you know, mental health retreats for people who are really struggling with mental health and, you know, maybe add in there where they can get help for like addictions, you know, these societies and these groups and, you know, where it's support and get them on their feet. So, you know, we have all these resources now and it's not a lack of resources. Like in the past there was, it's not using them. It's wasting them. It's spoiling them. So I would say, you know, a big part of our society is just spoilage, you know, and I guess in a way we are spoiled too, because there is so much that we can do and we don't. Um, So, you know, I think it's, it's really sad in my opinion to see where there could be this, this thing that they could use and then it just rots away you know, you know, whether it's food or housing or whatever. Um, But so bringing that back to where religion is Mm -hmm. um, at at this time in in this country, the U.S., um, you you were talking about the mind versus uh, mind versus yours. Well, yeah, us and them. Us and them. Yeah, Yeah, us and them. them. Yes. Um, So Talk a little bit more about about that in the way of religion and lack. I think the biggest thing is that us and them makes one thing is it makes us so we don't feel as guilty because we can separate that it's over there. It's not our problem. We can disconnect. Um, 
But when you're talking about, for example, um, with capitalism, you know, you, you talk about, well, we just say, for example, we bought out a company, you know, because we had all this money, we could do it. And then we're just going to fire, fire everybody. Well, how are, how are you going to do that if you really, you know, have these really deep connection to these people that you just fired? Well, what you do is they're then, you know, they're then, and then we care about us. We care about the, our company. We care, unless I want to, you know, put somebody else in our company under the bus so that I can get even more, but it is, yeah. you know, that is, it's easy. Okay. It's there. It's them. It's them. Okay. Those workers that you got rid of, it's them. And it really is kind of, it's almost like dehumanizing people. Yes. When we do that, it's, it's how we disconnect from um, possibly unethical decisions that we make. Uh, we can just say, oh, it's them, it's them. And there's so much of that in our society. That's where we have, you know, the homophobia and the racism and all this other stuff that's going on. You know, we just say, oh, it's them, it's them. And we forget that we're all human beings. You know, we're all, you know, working our best through our lives and, and doing the best that we can. Um, and it's, it's, it's our excuse. If we can do the S versus them, it's our excuse to not feel that, you know, it's, and honestly, it's, it's our excuse to stay blind. In my opinion, it's one of one of many excuses, you know, to stay blind. And, and we're the same way when we look at it like other countries as well. Um, but we're, again, we're all humans, even if we're from a different country, you know, um, so that's true. That's true. So, I mean, it's, it's sad. It, it is really kind of sad, but um, I don't want to spin this all down. Or, and, you know. then, and then we bring into the conversation, the concept of fear. Yes. And what is capitalism? So, yeah. It, it's a fear of not having enough. Yes. In yes. my mind. And yes. religion is a fear of many different things, but, um, but of, going to hell yes of of when you die you will go to hell or you won't have as many this is Heaven a crazy points. thing Heaven <laughs> points. Um, <laughs> you, you know you, you won't have as many heaven points and and to me that there's definitely some similarities between the yes two. yes and um and that's very interesting i just you, you know light bulb just went on ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um and and that's that's interesting. I mean, capitalism is definitely a a good form of a form, a, a, a form of, of economics. Of economics. I mean, a it makes it makes sense. I don't if know if it's the best. I would say that unrestricted capitalism, where. And I think we really, what we need to do is instead we go too far down there, let's start, yeah. start somewhere and then maybe mix this back in. Yeah. So let's talk about um, moral development. Okay. Because this is something that we've talked about and it's yeah. really an interesting thing. Um, so there's these different layers of moral development and it goes from level one to six and like one and two are similar and then they have like three and four and then five and six. So five or six are very similar and then three or four are similar. Now I'm going to, I'm not a like master of these, but what I can tell you is when um, studies were done, they find that most people are in level one and two. So level one or two are about punishment and essentially prizes or getting something. Okay. So punishment and I'm trying to remember the other term that's it is. Um, rewards. Rewards. Yes. Thank you. I'm having a brain fart today. <laughs> so you have punishment and rewards. So punishment. So let's talk about religion here. Okay. And this is what I think is the big differentiation between religion and spirituality here. Okay. Is 
punishment is I don't want to do something bad because I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. So I'm not going to, let's say you're talking about a little kid, leave, there's a cookie left out on the shelf. If you, if I take that cookie, I can't take that cookie because if I take it, mama finds out I'm going to spank it. Okay. So if I steal this bike and God finds out, I'm going to get a spank. I'm going to go to hell, you know, or whatever it is. Okay. Uh, then you have like rewards. Well, if I take the garbage out, I'll get five bucks. Okay. Reward. You're not doing it because it's the right thing to do. You're not doing it because you don't want your house to be funky. You're doing it because you want $5 so you can go get some cookies or whatever it is. Okay. Um, it's the same thing with, with, with a lot of the, the religions, you know, I want to do these good things, not because they're good things, but because I think I'm going to get heaven points. And so heaven points are like way, you know, rewards essentially. So when you pass away and you go to heaven, you can get in a nicer house or something, your, your death house, whatever you want to call it. Okay. So it's, it's such an interesting thing that most of people are on those levels. And, and I guess this is where we, I want to get in touch or touch on the subject of another purpose of religion. Um, and that is keeping those people from doing harm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So those people who are only based on reward and consequences, what happens if they don't have something like that in place? Okay. So the kid's going to take that cookie without even worrying about it. Right. Teeth are going to rot out whatever happens. Um, you know, that's, that's one of the main things that, you know, maybe religious is, is a lot of people will think it's this horrible thing, but it does serve a purpose. Yes, it does. You know, when you have people who are not evolved is what I would call it. And, you know, they're more likely to do awful things unless they're scared of something bad happening or they really want something good. You know, it's not necessarily that they're good people. And I guess I'd like to kind of point that out, <laughs> but it's not that they're good people. It's just that they are being controlled. So they don't do terrible things. So, it does have a purpose, you know, religion does have a purpose because it, you know, hopefully, um, sadly, some of these same people um, try to use their religion in order to do bad things. Um, and one of the things I say is you can probably support anything by, you know, looking in the Bible. You can, if yeah. you want to, if yeah. you look hard enough, I mean, we've, we've sat there and listed some stuff that were pretty bad that you can use the Bible to support. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I mean, bestiality. okay. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there yes. that you could, if you wanted to, and people do, you know, people do. Um, so it, it does serve a purpose, but over time, it's like, it still gets misused. I mean, obviously we know that. Um, so it's not all bad. It, it's not completely bad. Um, for those who don't self-manage well and and don't have those higher levels of um and i'm sure everybody knows people like this um there are prisons full of them <laughs> there are sadly churches full of them too <laughs> but it is it's, and it is one of those things kind of like um how does it say just part you know just because you park your car or you're sit you're standing in a driveway doesn't make you a car just because you're <laughs> you know <laughs> um and I think it's really interesting. A lot of the ones that are like this. They don't even follow the teachings of Jesus. No. Who is Christ. And I'm like, then how do you call yourself Christians? They follow the teachings of the pastor that yes. talks to them on Sunday. Yes. And, and pulls yeah. almost everything from the Old Testament. And a lot of the times yeah. when they're doing that, 
you know so anyway it's it's just really interesting it's interesting yeah it, it is yes um but i do want to i don't want to sit on this like let's beat up religion okay i don't want to do that um but because it does serve a purpose yes. it its roots yes are are very strong and and you can see the tree oh, yes. from those roots so yes it, i mean it, and for some people it can be a good starting point you know it's a good place for some people it's a good place for community because yes. you know and in, in some churches it's a good place for outreach they hope and they do those good things you know those are the ones who kind of more follow jesus's teaching obviously when you know giving to others um so there are things that they do and and you know when we're in a you're kind of in a small town and and when you need resources they may be one of the very 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 few that are willing to help you know with food and stuff like that they're gonna probably have a food pantry and and most of them are a lot of them um so they're not without merit, merit. yeah exactly they're not without merit um and i don't want to even put that out you know that that religion is is just something horrible um when we're talking about spirituality on the other hand i think it's really important to say that those are not mutually exclusive or exclusive or inclusive okay so you can be super religious and not have a bit of spirituality in you okay and those are most likely the ones who are sitting there i want i'm going to be good so that i can get a present or that i don't go to hell okay um, then you have the ones that are spiritual and religious. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're the ones I'm doing these great things because they're the right thing. And this is what Jesus taught, you know, and I feel that faith and they're usually really pretty darn good people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then you have the people who are just spiritual and they're the ones who are like, well, I'm doing this because it's for the good of society. And this is just, just the right thing to do. Um, and they don't necessarily have to have these precepts from religion uh, to base that off of, you know, whether it's something that they've learned from because they're very empathetic, for example, or if it's something that they learn from what we call a social contract. So these, um, un, these invisible contracts we essentially make with society. So society runs better. Um, so for example, like even as, as this is kind of the story I tell you, Bridget, <laughs> I'm in the middle of nowhere, there's nobody around and there's a red light and it's not changing. And I sit there and I wait for that whole red light. Like, yeah, no cameras or anything. I could have just right through there. Okay. That was social contract. Okay. I knew I was going to stay there just in case because it was the right thing to do because there was this, uh, this social contract, the yes. social ideal that you're supposed to do that. Um, so it wasn't because I was afraid of a punishment or a reward. I didn't think I was yeah. going to get a candy bar if I sat there <laughs> for so long you know so it's it's really interesting um when you talk about like the different levels and then and then to to put that into a um, perspective if you sat at the red light because you feared if you went forward yeah, you get a, a car would hit you or yes. you would get a ticket that then that's the difference between the two yeah like and i knew there was nobody there <laughs> i knew i wasn't gonna get punished there was not a cop that's gonna give me a ticket but I still sat there because in my mind, that was the right thing to do because that's what you do at stop sign. There's a red light or whatever. Anyway, so that is, that's very much that, that social contract yeah. acting up, if anything. Um, but, you know, when we talk about, we move into the more spiritual aspect of things, mm -hmm. um, which again, I think that's, it's almost like moral development itself. You know, it just shows a, a sense of moral development. Um, we move past the us them. We move past the 
me and everybody else. You know, we move past um, doing things for rewards. You know, you're more likely to do things, you know, it's one of those things that uh, just because it's easy doesn't mean it's right. You know, right. Um, just because you may get rewards doesn't mean that it's necessarily the right thing to do. So it really, you see as people develop more morally, they're more likely to resonate. And I would say resonate is yes. the best one here with a more spiritual aspect. So this is that thing where we are really in touch with others. We're in touch with a higher being, whatever that is, whether that's like that, the Christian God or, you know, Allah, or if it's something like, you know, Zeus or something, you know, or, or yeah. creator or spirit or whatever that is, you know, we're more likely to resonate on a higher level with that, that being that whatever that, whether that's, you know, even our higher selves, so to right. speak, you know, um, when we're more in touch with religion. So I do see, or not religion, spirituality. Ah! <laughs> so, I mean, I do see like a connection, you know, very strong connection between uh, moving from just regular, just straight out religious to living more mindfully as well. Yes. And I think that's, the, the, I really want to nail on this because it's one of my peeves here. You know, you have these people who want to sit there and say, you know, something like, oh, well, gay people are evil. Where does it say that? Oh, it's in the Bible. Show it to me. Read me the scripture. And they can't, right? And if they did, they would find it's this thing, right? But then you have all these people who are trying to, like, kill people who are, are, are like, bisexual or gay or whatever, uh, beat them up, take their rights away, all these things for this tiny little section, right, that is only talking about one specific thing, you know? But on the other hand, how many sections are pedophilia that it's talking about? Well, I mean, some people think it was, it was pedophilia, which is, I don't really, I'm not really there not because really. they were also talking about earlier in the books, you know, with all these wars yeah. and stuff were going on. They were talking about saving the women, children, mm. which are girls. Okay. Let's remember these are girls Yeah, underage because if they were like 16 or older or whatever, they would have already been married. So they're kidding about, you're talking about girls who are less, probably less than 16. Okay, so I want to, I don't know about the pedophilia thing. Yeah. What I remember seeing is it's saying something about how it's evil to lay with a man like a woman. In other words, what's evil is not being gay, it's evil being like a woman. And then we come again, uh -huh. yes, uh -huh. then we come again. Which one is more valued? Oh yeah, masculine. The male is more valued. So to act like a woman is to be devalued. Okay, that's bad, that's horrible. So there are, like I said, there's different kinds of, some people think it is saying against, you're not supposed to be laying with boys, which is anti-pedophilia. I'm, like I said, I'm a little on the, about that. I'm yeah. not really sure because of some of the other stuff earlier. Um, but others say it was really, it was anti-feminine. It was anti-woman, yeah. you know, that it was more like that. So there's just this, like I said, it's just this one thing that says that, okay? And then I'm like, okay, well, how many things in here say that you're not supposed to divorce? Yeah. Right? Like over and over and over again, right? But I don't see any people like divorcees getting beaten in the streets and I don't see them getting their rights taken away and all this other stuff. So I really think it's interesting how it's like, I'm going to use this thing, this book to, you know, excuse my actions, you know, yes. and, and do these terrible things to others because they're them, you know, they're over there. I don't, you know, I don't have to 
you know, connect with them, really connect with them because I don't see them as people. So it's sad that people use that to this, this book to dehumanize other people. And I think that's really what it comes down to is just dehumanizing people mm -hmm. um, in order to be hateful. And I would myself kind of wonder, well, what is that the root, the real root of that hate? You know, is this really that you hate these people or is there something in you yourself that you hate? Because we've been getting all sorts of interesting studies about that. Yes, yes. So I just, I think it's really interesting that, you know, for, a, a, I want to say Christianity as a religion, you're supposed to be loving your neighbor and doing all these really great things and not judging other people, judge, judge not lest they be judged, mm -hmm. you know, um, all these other things. And they're like doing the complete opposite of that. I'm like, that's, a, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, what are you doing? Um, but then when you have these people, they develop more, like I say, they have the higher development morally. Yeah. They can look in that and say, you know, even if they don't really support, for me for like gay people they, they're not really okay with the lifestyle they're still like it's not my place yeah because they you know they do follow that you know um but a lot of times they're they they don't care <laughs> a lot of times people who are more morally developed don't really care about it um because you know it doesn't it's not i mean i guess kind of societal thing because there is this sadly in our society there is kind of an anti LGBTQT, I guess, wave or energy or whatever there. Um, but for the most part, these people who are more developed and do have the religion and the spirituality, mm -hmm. they don't, they don't focus on that stuff. And they're not sitting there, you know, they're the ones who are going to say like, the story about this guy who is like, well, how many of you people don't believe in gay people? And they're like, all these people raise their hands and like, put your hand down if you're divorced. And he like went down these, uh, all these yeah. things. He went down all these things and like nobody's hand was up by the end of it. And it's like, you know, there you go. And so that person who is calling these people out, that would be somebody I think would be both, you know? Yeah. But I'm like way off, but <laughs> you know, it is, I, I, I do. I think, I think spirituality is very much attached to our moral level of morals. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop for a while. Cause I talked the hell out of this thing. So I'll let you. Also. Um, so talking a little bit more about um, being religious and, and spiritual at the same time. Um, I believe that spirituality, well, let me see. Spirituality for me is that what they call the divine spark mm -hmm. inside um, th there's not for me um, a, a, a God necessarily outside, but everything is in me and I am in everything. That's mm -hmm. just, that's just um, my belief. But um, you, you see the, these um, religious traditions wanting to make that connection. Mm -hmm. They, they are, are desperate to make that connection to, yes. that, to the creator. To that higher power. To yeah. that higher power. Mm -hmm. And this is where the spirituality comes in. Yes. It is that, um, so, so for, for me, in, in my religious experience, I was told to pray. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't taught how to pray. Yes. Yes. And once I um, got on my own path, the path that I'm on right now, 
I, I very much learned how to pray. I don't necessarily call it prayer now, but I don't necessarily not call it prayer. And the, you know? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting because like so many belief systems, I'm gonna call it belief systems, maybe mm-hmm. it's a religion right now. Yeah. So many belief systems have very similar roles and very similar, you know, yes. edicts, whatever you wanna call it, okay? And like, for example, prayer, it's a really, you know, you, everybody connects that with like, a lot of times they connect with Christian, you know, mm-hmm. or Jewish prayer. Um, they want to connect to that judo Christian. And let me throw this out here too, Islamic, because guys, Jewish first, then Christianity, and then Islam. Mm-hmm. Islam is based off of Judaism and Christianity. Yes, Just it is not, a- it is not um, a, a foreign, yes. nasty, of the devil type of thing. It's literally, yeah. they literally believe that Muhammad, Muhammad went this way, Jesus went the other way. Well, right? no, I mean, they, they were together. Yeah, well, essentially what it is, is Muhammad, Jesus had already passed. And then later on, Muhammad mm. became a new prophet. Yeah. So it's just like how uh, the Jewish people do not believe that Jesus, right. you know, was this hoity-toity son guy, you know, yeah. son of God. Um, the Christians and Jews, I guess, and Jewish people also look at Islam and say, well, Muhammad wasn't this guy. Well, maybe, maybe not, you know? So I, it is really interesting how it's like a lot of people viewed it as this other here, out here kind of religion yeah. when it was literally based, Allah means God, guys. It's like the same guy. When they say Allah, they're talking about the same God that Christians worship that the Jewish people worship, okay? And this is where um, hate comes in. Yes. Hate is in ignorance. Yes. And ignorance does not mean stupid. No. It ignorance means lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Yes. So I implore anyone who is listening to this podcast right now to do your research. Yes, please. Before you make a judgment. Um, hopefully you will not make judgments, but if you need to, do your we'll research We'll eventually go into before. Satanism because that was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did a little research on that because we we're just curious, yeah, you know, and then we find out it's just essentially atheists. They're yeah, just atheists. yeah, it's, um, it, it, things, things that you think are, are the most horrible, terrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, witchcraft for example i thought was oh my gosh i would surely burn right there where yep. i stood and no no it's more ancient it's yes. from a different area than christianity so no <laughs> that's not how it works so, so i i invite you to do do your research you will learn so much your your life will become so much richer for that knowledge and then, of course, witchcraft is not even a religion anyway. You right. can be a Christian witch. Mm-hmm. That, like, blows everybody's minds out. Yeah. Like, what? Yes, it's like a philosophy. It's like a philosophy. It's a way of life. Uh, it's not a religion. <laughs> so it is not the same as Wicca. You can be a Wicca and not be a witch. You can be a witch and not be a Wicca. I'm not Wiccan, but I am definitely a witch. So watch out. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, we, we will yes. go more in, in later, these things later in, in later podcasts. But yes. um, but for this one, we're we're specifically talking about um, spirituality and, and, and religion. religion. Yeah. And so I think when I, I don't know, it's almost like the ones who are both like 
spiritual and religious. They're almost like baby, baby spiritualists, you know, they're like baby spiritualists. You know, you, you got, you're touching this, you're touching this, this, this face, you know, touching the face of God, you know, you're like poking at it. You're almost there. Um, And it's, it's sad because like, I remember I was, my grandparents were like Southern Baptists. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Hallelujah. Yes. And I was always a little brat who asked questions because I really, I, I wasn't swayed, just never really swayed by that. Um, and so like one of the things I remember saying when I was appeasing them by going to church, um, there's this woman and she's sitting there and she's swaying. She's, in, she's singing. She's, you can see she's connecting. You know, she's having this really deep spiritual moment. And then I'm listening to these people around and they're like making fun of her. Mm. That they have missed the boat entirely. Yes. And I'm just like, are you guys seriously making fun of a woman who's like touching God, essentially? It's feeling the spirit. You know, and you guys always want to talk about, you know, how all these songs about your feeling spirits and you sing about it and you do all this stuff. And I think that was really one of those definite moments where I'm like, well, this is hypocrisy. If, if there's anything, you know, this is so hypocritical, you know, like they want to sit there and, and like sing about it and they want to talk about it and pretend. And I'm like, there's a lot of people standing in like parking lots that are not cars here. You know what I mean? It's a lot of people here that claim they're one thing and they're not. So, you know, I think that was just like, this is what is acceptable. I have to be in church and do this thing so that I will be accepted. And, you know, it was such a weird thing because my, my grandmother, like I said, super, super, super Southern Baptist. Like there, if the church doors are open, she, she's going to be there. And she got real, she, of course, is older because <laughs> she's my grandmother. <laughs> and she was, I guess, had this, I guess this, this whatever, this, this freak out or whatever. And she's like, what if I haven't done enough to go to heaven, right? And I'm like, oh, she's worried about her heaven points. She's got to go check that out, see if she's gained enough heaven points. And it was so funny because for years she was telling me how I was going to go to hell and so and the other. And I was sitting there, I'm like, you know, it's funny how like she's worried after having this life of being in a church whenever she could and all this other stuff that she did that was on the outside. And that's the big mm-hmm. thing. On the outside, she was doing all these things because she wanted this great reward. And they would talk about the great reward. They would talk about it, the yeah. reward, you know? And me, on the other hand, who was like, totally not. <laughs> and I'm like, I ain't even worried about it. I'm not worried about it. Like, I'm not having this great like moment. Like if I die tomorrow, I'm okay. I, I know that I'm going to be okay. Uh, but like, she was having this like huge crisis of faith. And I guess, I, I guess that's the thing is, you know, when you so long have lived religiously, you are half starved because you're not yes. feeding the spiritual side of yourself. You know, religion by itself is, is very earth-based. It's very um, tangible. It's dry. It's, it's the money plate being moved around. You know, it's, it's having a, a really nice carpet in your church or having the best stained glass in the town. You know, that is religion to me. Whereas spirituality is, do you feel God? Do you feel spirit? Do you feel creator as soon as you, open, you know, wherever you worship, whether that's in a building or if you're walking among nature or whatever it is, because last time I checked, Jesus wasn't always going to church all the time. He rarely did. No, exactly. He taught outside. Yeah. 
And that was pretty much one of his lessons is that it's, you know, the spirit is everywhere. So while I don't consider myself necessarily a Christian, I do think that um, Jesus was an excellent spiritual teacher. Yes, yes he was. He's an excellent spiritual teacher. Who, you know, whether you believe he was the son of God, and my answer to that, we're all children of God. <laughs> so, you know, whether you believe he was the son of God and, and all that, you know, whatever you believe, it's he had excellent teachings that sadly not a lot of people who claim to be Christians follow. Mm-hmm. But he was a very definitely a spiritual spiritual man so if he was a man yes if he was a man he could have been a woman maybe he's transgender you never know you never he could have had picos because you know when you get picos probably just stick with your hand, you get like the beards oh you don't, we don't know we don't know we don't we know. know we don't know oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, blasphemous i know i know but I think it's, it's been a really interesting conversation, yes. you know, yes. um, I think it's really important for people to know that they are not, you know, you can't, you can be both or you can be one or the other, mm-hmm. you know, um, there is no hard and fast rules. And, and, and the main thing to take away from it is do what's right for you. Um, if you are a person who is on that lower development, um, which most likely you're not, if you're listening to this. Uh, but if you no. catch yourself um, thinking in that reward versus punishment, that is somewhere you know you can grow um, and, and develop because we are really unique and amazing beings in that we can change and grow and develop. So yes. um, it's definitely something that I would recommend and, and continue listening to these podcasts and doing research and, and looking around and, and finding what fits right. And through all of this, and this is definitely a, a Bridget kind of thing, um, she says a lot, take what feels right, essentially. Yes. Leave the rest. Yes. Because what, and, and what feels right is different. Yes. For different people. And what feels right today may be different tomorrow. So, yes. You know, that, this, that is a very, very good point. Yes. You are allowed to change your mind. Yes. Please. Please. Yes. Um, I mean, I know a really good example, you, your life is a very good example of that. You know, yes. you were very Christian and yes. very Southern Baptist and, and now you're, you're definitely not. <laughs> nope, that that that's religious tradition yep. does not fit. It does not yes. resonate um, with me any longer. And I have no ill will toward the Southern Baptists. Oh, you gotta admit they do make really good casseroles. Yes, they do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good casserole. And, um, and I, you know, I am really enjoying the path that I'm on right now. I um, have that divine spark right in the middle, right in my solar yep. plexus chakra. And um, it is shining very brightly. And, and I'm happy. And I'm happy to share that with all of you. Yes. And I've got to say, I, I hope that everyone whether it's in this lifetime or the next or in sometime in the future that everyone is able to reach out and see that that is your own personal connection to that, to the divine. Yes. Um, there's no need to go through a church. There's no need to go through some religious, holy person, um, whether, whatever that religion channels. is, yes, <laughs> you know, to, 
connect to that. That is, um, as my grandfather did say, which is he was super southern about this, but like, he he had he was on to things, yeah. you know. And he once said, you know, that's between a person and their God. And you know, God. Yes, and their God, you know. So, you know, in another way of saying it, that's between you and that connection with your higher self and with the higher power. So I do hope that everybody's able to find that and realize they don't have to search for it in a special place. You know, it's always there. We just need to touch it. Yes. Well, that's all that we have for today. We hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. Look again next month for another edition. But we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do next month. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty interesting. And, yeah. and hopefully, you know, we haven't angered too many people too much. <laughs> <laughs> and um, do check us out on Facebook. We, um, together, we have the Unicorns Garden. Um, myself, Bridget, I have Arid Spirit, and Addie has Wolf's Daughter. Yes, Wolf's, W-O-L-F-S, not like wolves. So <laughs> I know that's easy. It sounds like it's saying one thing, but it's another yes. Um, and if you just go to Unicorn's Garden, yeah, there's, th- connections, th- there's to both. connections to both. Yeah. And we have a book club. We yes. do at uh, Arid Spirit yes. Explorers. We're just finishing yes. the one book. We are beginning the profit very soon. Yes, which is um, awesome. The Arid Spirit Explorers is a private group, so you will need um, to go ahead and request membership, and we will um, let you write in. All you need to do is answer just a couple of questions. Yep. And that's on Facebook. That's on yes. Facebook, yes. Um, and then, of course, we both do lives, so we just... We just do so much, don't yes, we? Yes, <laughs> we do. We, we, we want to connect with, with all of you and um, e- each of us bring our own yep. special um, sauce Skilled. to the... Special um, sauce? Yeah, special sauce, definitely. Lettuce cheese and sesame seeds. Okay, I'm good. Um, so um, we hope you have enjoyed this and uh, we thank you for listening in. Bye. <laughs>